Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. This is disappointing. I was all ready to come in here today and be all fired up that the Sacramento Kings went down to Staples.Crypto Arena and smoked the Lakers in their own building, and you got De'Aaron Fox telling Laker fans to shut the F up and sit their ass down, which is great. Um, But then the news happened. Yeah. And... According to Bob Nightingale from USA Today and several reports since then, the A's relocation vote uh, happened and the MLB owners voted unanimously to greenlight the A's move from Oakland to Las Vegas. So it's not like official, official, signed, sealed, delivered, it's done, done. But it is, um, what was the first and goal at the one was the the phrase, right? <laughs> yes, first and goal at the one. First and goal at the one was the phrase. This is like first and goal at the one, but then there was a, a offsides, and now it's half the distance to the goal, and it's like first and goal at the half-yard line because the commissioner is backing this. The owners unanimously backed it, and the the only... The only people on on Oakland's side here, and it's not even really Oakland's side, it's a anti Las Vegas side, is the Nevada teachers, uh, stadium schools over stadiums, I believe, is the organization. Yep, that's aiming to get this funding that the A's need from the state uh, on the ballot. So that's kind of where this is. Uh, this is at, and if it, if the funding goes to goes to a ballot, goes to a vote where the voters get to decide if this funding goes to the A's, it's a very unpopular thing and it will very likely get struck down, at which point the A's would at least momentarily pull the plug on their move to Vegas. Well, they would momentarily pull their plug or they would find more financing somewhere else. We don't we don't really know what they're going to do, but at the end of the day, I think that's the problem. No one knows what they can and can't do. And what we have here is an ownership group that has recklessly destroyed the game of baseball in the city of Oakland. Yep. They have 
allowed a stadium to become dilapidated and unplayable. They've allowed a franchise to not even have a pipeline of talent coming up. It's one of the most embarrassing things. It literally is Major League the movie playing out in real time on uh, Rob Manfred's watch. And this hasn't this hasn't just been happening over the last couple of years. No. Mo- Monty Poole, friend of the program. I remember reading about this in college. He wrote about this in like 2010 that this was Lou Wolf's plan was to make sure the A's are so bad and to make sure that fans get so detached that they can justify uprooting the team. And like, that's the problem we're when we're still here. That's the problem when you have developers when it's all about money. There's nothing else but mm-hmm. money involved here. They're they're just looking for a payday, a cash cow. And I don't understand. This is where it really like strikes a chord with me. I don't understand how Las Vegas is your cash cow. Like there's a twelve billion dollar project waiting for the right developer. This it, it just reminds me so much of George Maloof standing up and saying, I'm a developer. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're not very smart and you've already run your other businesses into the ground. Like who in the world would basically sell a cash printing machine, which is what a a, a beer distributorship is? Mm-hmm. Sold it to try to save his his palms. That again, eight hundred million he flushed down the toilet trying to build towers. That like during a recession, ridiculous. Yeah, so like, I, I think that that's you know if we read through some of these statements that have been put out, uh, the mayor of Oakland. Uh, put out a statement this morning. We are disappointed by the outcome of this vote, but we do not see this see this as the end of the road. We all know there's a long way to go before shovels in the ground and that there are a number of unresolved issues surrounding this move. This is what I want to highlight right here. I have made it clear to the commissioner that the A's branding and name should stay in Oakland, and we will continue to work to pursue expansion opportunities. Baseball has a home in Oakland, even if the A's ownership relocates. That's what I I would like to relocate the A's ownership to Mars. Just yeah, shoot them out into Las space. Vegas. Just shoot them out into space. Like, because I think that's the biggest thing. The A's ownership should be relocated. They are horrible. They should be relocated out of Major League Baseball, out of professional sports completely, because it, this isn't the only sport that John Fisher has run into the ground and just trashed. Mm-hmm. Like anything he touches is absolute trash. Shout out to the San Jose earthquakes. Exactly. Shout out to the earthquakes. So here's what I would like to propose. Um, the Fisher family. If you're on Twitter, you're on social media. Uh, let, let's start one of them, their ban campaigns. Let's start one of those campaigns where you hit someone where it matters. So Old Navy. Athleta, Gap, Banana Republic. Don't shop there anymore. Don't support buffoonery. Yep. Because if, just so you know, if he could manage a baseball team like this or a soccer team like this, I don't even want to know where he's having those clothes made. I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes there because you're not getting a quality product. And that's clear. You're no longer getting a quality product from anything that Fisher touches and I would I would recommend going out there and 
making your opinion known on each of those handles, those Twitter handles for Old Navy, Athleta, Mm -hmm. Gap, Banana Republic, drive his stock price even lower than it already is. Yep. He is not good. Which is the impetus behind all of this, by the way. It is. The impetus behind all of this. His businesses (laughs) ran dry. Right. And now he's trying to steal from the other business to pay the other ones. So I believe this is from the New York Times. If it's not, I apologize. So credit to whoever this is. This is not a me thing. While the A's franchise is expected to rise in value with sweet sales, advertising, and ticket revenue from Las Vegas casinos and resorts, MLB owners inserted a binding protection provision in the contract before approving the deal. If Fisher decides to sell the franchise soon after moving to Las Vegas to make an immediate profit, he will be heavily taxed on the sale, which will be split among his fellow MLB owners, according to another owner who spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity. They approve this sale in hopes that he'll sell and they'll make additional money off of it. Kyle, I, it just, he's going to get around it by just taking out loans on the product yeah, and then a having a lot of money to go... That has to pay that debt. That's all it's he's going to do. It, it's a joke. It's an embarrassment. I, 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 I think you and I are in the same boat. And I'm guessing based on some of the response here in, in the chatty house that a lot of people in the chatty house are in the same boat. I will never go to that stadium ever. I, I could be in. Never. I could be in Las Vegas with free tickets right behind the dugout to the game seven of the World Series. I'm not going. Yeah. Like you could. I'm out. And I would hope that if you're a if you're a baseball fan, and this is not just about it's not like Oakland punted on the A's and they moved. Oakland had was within like a small amount of money of getting this deal done with the A's, and the A's walked away from the negotiating table and said, We're done here. They demanded, demanded this twelve billion dollar monstrosity with a ballpark and hotels all about the money Kyle and shopping and restaurants and it was going to be this whole ballpark district thing right which sounds great and I love the idea but they're getting none of that in Las Vegas they're just getting a ballpark and Mayor Sheng Tao has said this a number of times if all they wanted was a ballpark this would have been they'd be playing in it right now yes but they they demanded this this albatross of a project that Oakland jumped through all of the hoops to ensure they had the money for, and now they have this deal. It's very close, and the A's said no, and they're being rewarded by Major League Baseball for this. That is why I can't. So I'm hoping that baseball fans, just in general, whether you like the A's or the Giants or the Kansas City Royals, I don't care. Don't do what you want, live your life. But I would. I would hope that you don't support that and, and go to that ballpark because that's trash. It just, they they don't they don't deserve your money. No, they've they, done nothing to deserve this. Yeah, and I know like the Giants are sitting over there like loving this, loving this, but privately is, for sure. This is scorched earth, man. This is scorched earth. Like you're not just killing the Oakland A's because that's what I mean. Realistically, this is the death of the Oakland A's. You're killing the entire fan base, which will not, they will not bounce back and like become baseball fans somewhere else. That's not how this works. Like I, I like being here during the, the casual fans. Sure. But mm-hmm. the, the real baseball fans, which is what major league baseball should be clinging to at this point facts. Cause they can't grow their brand at all. Every casual fan they can get. 
they should take. Yes, yes. But the real fans, yes, you're you're a mess. You're yep. losing every single one of these real fans of baseball. Yep. yep. It's really a sad day. So I uh, I'm I am um, what am I? I'm not trying to be in denial and say like, oh, it's going to go to a ballot, and actually they're going to stay. Like I'm not there. In mm-hmm. my head, they're gone. But I'm holding out hope that what Oakland and the city have put together and the the response from A's fans in all of this has will eventually get Major League Baseball at some point down the road to put a team back in Oakland. They won't. I, I d- sure this isn't the Cleveland, but Browns. that's my that's my right. Yeah. I mean, look at Seattle. Seattle's been the most obvious basketball market d- since the, since they left. Uh, yeah, the, since the Sonics left, and they're still not a team. So it's not like I'm sitting here and all oh, my hopes and dreams are are resting on this. But it's the one thing I'm hanging on to that's keeping me from being completely despondent about this. Yeah, no, it's, I can see it, and I I'd also say like. We always ask like the question, why would Vivek buy the River Cats? And maybe this is why he bought the River Cats. Because he understands that like AIDS fans, like they might be looking for something else, especially here in Sacramento. They mm-hmm. might be looking for something else that, you know, to sort of scratch the itch of, of baseball in their life. And maybe it is something like the River Cats. Maybe it's a triple A team where, you know, you're gonna watch young prospects come and go. And you already have a fan base that's that's so used to not having anyone who stays longer than five years because your owners are broke and can't do anything to keep somebody. Yeah. Or won't do anything. Yeah, really sad. Right. Shout Sucks. out to our guy, uh, Casey Pratt, who's done an amazing job on yeah. this all, the entire time. Yeah. Um, he's And he's still doing an amazing job. He's not, he's not, he's not punting either. So uh, just needed to get that out of the way. If we continue talking about it, I might say a bad word on air. Yes. Uh, I might cry. Uh, which is probably something that will happen to me at some point. I'm a very emotional person. Um, don't judge me. Uh, and I don't really want to do that on air. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about happy things. And we're going to talk about the Kings blowout win of the Lakers. That's right. Last night at crypto.staples.com center arena. And I can't wait to do that. Let's do it. Because that is so much better than whatever the hell's going on with uh with the john fisher baseball club That's right. uh, thank you everybody for letting james and i vent there uh kings beat the lakers we'll talk about that next on the insiders that's james i'm kyle we're sponsored by jiffy lube and this is espn 1320 now back to the insiders with james ham and kyle madsen brought to you by jiffy lube on espn 1320 Oh, what an ass kicking at crypto.staples.arena last night. That's that's right, Kyle. I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Demonis Sabonis got put uh, put the brow in a headlock and good you lord, know, rub that smudge off. Only ten points and four rebounds in the second half for Demonis Sabonis. James, are you worried? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is the question about who should be the third team All NBA center is over. Uh, Demonis Sabonis is now 8-0 all-time against Anthony Davis, and what he did to him last night was an absolute, uh, you know, just like, I, I don't even, like, people posting pictures of the Sabonis family with AD as a child. You know, it made sense. <laughs> like, it does. Like, all, all of, like. <laughs> look, yeah. look, 
if Demonis Sabonis had gone for 19 points, 12 boards, four assists, four offensive rebounds, by the way, nine to 13 from the field and a couple of steals, you'd be like, wow, good game for Domas. Yeah. Really strong game for our guy. Oh, that's the first half. That was the first half, Kyle. <laughs> that was the first half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm having dinner and, I, and so I'm watching, but I'm not like buried in the, the box score and like keeping track. Of, and I'm going, man, every time, dude, Domas is just going off right now. Like, oh my God. And then I looked at the box score. I was like, no, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, good, ga- good game for, for him last night. In fact, you know what? I'm just going to do this right now just for just because it's not a secret. Okay. Uh, Jiffy Lube, fast break player of the game is Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it was an easy choice. Um, if, if, if you go to ESPN1320.com right now, got to hit our announcement music here. The password is Domos. Is that a? Oh my God! What? Not that's not password. Uh, that's um, what game shows that? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's definitely twenty-five uh, thousand pyramid. The password uh, okay. is Domos. <laughs> D O M A S. Domos is your password for today's Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. He yeah. was absolutely incredible. So what this means is if. You go to ESPN1320.com. Right now. And just you do click it. On, well, you can go now. Maybe you're driving. I don't care. If you you're driving, it, just pull over. Pull over. Don't do this while driving, in the act of driving. But maybe you're at work. ESPN1320.com. You go there. You click on the Jiffy Lube contest page. It's right there at the front. You can't miss it. You click on that. Enter the code word DOMAS, D-O-M-A-S, and you'll be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. It's that easy. And we give one away after every game. Right. So if you don't win this time, wait around for after the next game. So Monday will be the next one. Yep. We'll give you another word. And he can enter again. Yeah. And well, Monday two, we might have two. two. I think we have think we, we have, have Friday's game and we have uh, Sunday's game. Sunday? Yeah. So we'll have two for you on Monday. Yeah. Just get in there. We might have to do like two or like break it up like red and velvet. Like <laughs> you're expecting a, another big Kevin Herter. Oh game? my goodness. The guy's playing so well. It's incredible. He's been unbelievable. Okay. So we have, man, we got to squeeze a lot in. All right. Let's get to six quick thoughts. Now let's do it quickly. Let's do, like actual quick thoughts today. We have Scott Branson because of course, week 11 of the NFL season uh, kicks off tonight, but the Las Vegas Raiders going for their third victory in a row. Big game coming up this weekend for the Raiders. We will talk to him. Uh, talk to Scott Branson of Silver and Black today. It's an Odyssey original podcast. That's coming up at 1030. So let's get through these six quick thoughts. Number one. All-NBA. Demonis Sabonis and Anthony uh, and not Anthony Davis earned third-team All-NBA honors at the center position last season. And Sabonis showed everybody why. On a national televi- televised ESPN audience got to see that. Yep. The King Center diced up the Lakers uh, for 29 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. The Kings had 20 steals as a team, Kyle. 20 steals is so many. It's so many, Kyle. That's an unbelievable amount of steals. Yeah. They were just in passing lanes all night. I thought they did a really nice job. That's part of the reason Anthony Davis wasn't very good is because every time the Lakers tried to feed it to him inside, there were hands on the basketball. So I I just, that and that wasn't a, oh man, you know what? Back to back, Davis had a tough game. Like, nah, man, he just got worked. Oh, he just got, got destroyed. Smoked, just from the jump. And that's one of the issues with Anthony Davis. Demonis Sabonis punked him in the first three possessions, and he was done for the night. Oh, yeah. It was over. And that's, yeah. That's why I don't, like I don't wave buy, a little white flag. That's why I don't buy AD as a top 75 guy, but we can talk about it later. Number two. All right, number two. 
Number two, I have to turn the page. All NBA. Hey, I started the same <laughs> hey, exact minute. way. I hey. said the same way. That's the second one. De'Aaron Fox wasn't going to be outdone. The Kings speedster scored his his first hoop less than three seconds into the game. Kyle, jeez, he keeps stealing the tip off. I'm there, I'm, and then going and scoring. <laughs> that's such a great way to get to get your the the yeah. opposing team's not even ready yet. They've not even dapped up everybody. And now they're looking around. They're like, wait, it's two nothing. Like it's great. Great tone setter for De'Aaron. I had him miss three to six from three. I'm going to guess that I didn't update my stat there because I don't think De'Aaron Fox finished three. Oh, three of nine. So uh, I'm not that far off. Uh, yes, I am. He missed his final three. You know what uh, we need to do? I'm going to make sure we edit these before. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> do sure have we to. Got the final box score in there. Yeah, and typically I do, but it's always on the fly. Uh, so Fox finished with uh, a whopping 28.7 assists. Uh, no, no. 28 points, four assists, four steals. <laughs> I was reading Kevin Herter's line. Um, yeah, just uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, 28 points, five assists, five rebounds, four steals. He was really good. Turned the ball over three times, but uh, dominant in his 38 minutes. And he also told a Lakers fan where to go. Yeah, loved that for, for him. And honestly, like just De'Aaron has been really good since he's been back, but it's really clear that he is the, like Domas is the hub, but De'Aaron's the engine. Yeah, and this offense just looks different when he's in it. It also is very clear that that he's a top ten player in the NBA right now. Mm. Like it, he's right there. Yeah, like I, I think, think if I, by all NBA standards, he was like number eleven in voting. Mm. Right now, he looks like a top ten player in the NBA. Feels like it. Yeah. All right, number three. Uh, number three, the third man. Uh, Kevin Herter made the decision five games ago to be a major problem for Kings opponents. His three-point shooting has been on point. He's decided to be a plus defender. And this one, he finished with 28 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, he shot six of 11 from three. I'm okay with Kevin Herter shooting uh, 11 three-pointers. Yeah, if he's going to knock down six of them, I'm in. Yeah, coming <laughs> off the... I was talking with Rich Ripley. Uh, they were talking... I guess he had watched something earlier, and um, they were talking about how... You know, he came off the DHO and just kept going with the ball out around the, the arc and turned and fired and like the the distance he covered was like 20 feet off of a pick and there was no way for any way to get any anyone to get anywhere near him uh so yeah he's been a, a lightning rod he's been really really good lately yeah he's that it's like again when kevin herter's knocking down threes this offense just runs at a little bit different clip yeah like it just it it I don't want to, he's not, you know, De'Aaron Fox or Demonis Sabonis, mm -hmm. but there's a tangible difference in how the Kings offense looks when Kevin Herter's shots are going down and when they're not. And specifically him. It doesn't feel the same way with Keegan Murray. It doesn't feel the same way with Malik Monk. It's when Kevin Herter gets rolling because on any night you're like, man, he might hit 10 tonight. Yeah. So. He he has a gravitational pull on the court. Yeah. All right. Number four. Uh, rough night. Uh, Keegan Murray has been on a roll of late. Uh, he was a little off in this one, shooting just three of nine from the field. He got ran over by Jackson Hayes. Uh, he went straight to the locker room and he returned to help uh, finish off the Lakers. Nine point six rebounds, two assists, two steals. Like I had to do steals for everyone. Starting lineup: Harrison Barnes four steals, Murray two steals, three steals for Sabonis, two steals for Herder, four steals for Fox. That's crazy. That's so wild. I just pulled up some stats. Um, pause securing a beam. 
This is the fifth time in Kings franchise history that they've had 20 or more steals in a game. It's the third time they've done it in Sacramento. They are 4-1 and one all time, going back to Kansas City. They are 3-0 and oh in Sacramento. It's the first time they've done it since January 11 of 2000 in a 110-93 win over the Houston Rockets. Number five. Number five. There he is. Harrison Barnes struggled to make an impact since the opener, averaging just 8.5 and three rebounds over his last eight games. He managed to score 13 points, four steals. He did not do a good job on the glass, getting just one rebound. But my goodness, he was a brawler in this one. He fought with LeBron. LeBron, of course, is LeBron and puts up crazy stats. But it wasn't just him. I, I watched Harrison Barnes like fighting with Anthony Davis, fighting with Rui Hachimura. I thought he... Like on the defensive end, he was flat out tough. Mm-hmm. So good, good performance from Harrison, even if it's not you know an eighteen point five rebound performance that people want. Yeah, but he took ten shots, went three or six from three. Again, if he's going to be your fifth dude, you'll take that. That's fine. All right, last one. Uh, make an impact. Alex Lynn is out for a while with an ankle injury. High ankle sprain for Alex Lynn. Mm. Uh, it's opened the door for Javale McGee to get some minutes. He was active in this one. Running the floor for seven points, seven rebounds, two steals. Everyone gets a steal. It's like Oprah giving away cars. Everyone gets a steal. JaVale McGee did all of that in less than nine minutes of play. Three of three from the field. He also fell down, strangely, Kyle. Does I don't that know. a lot. He just fell down. And just tumbles. Just, <laughs> just a tumbler. Like, he was by himself. What and somehow a minus seven. Like, <laughs> did JaVale is the, 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 the funniest player in the league. Okay. That's six quick thoughts. We'll dig into. I wanted to dive into all of these a little bit more, so we'll do that uh, a little bit later in the show. But we got to get to Scott Branson, Silver and Black today. That is an Odyssey original podcast talking all things Raiders. Let's get into where the Raiders are at. They're five and five, suddenly back in the playoff hunt. Wow, it's crazy that we're saying that, hmm. but that's that's where it is. Let's talk to Scott Branson next, and then of course uh, Kings Kings Lakers will continue to stay. On the front burner as well. He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the 
Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Briefly putting a pin in Kings Lakers talk to open up our Week 11 NFL discussion. Of course, Week 11 of the NFL kicks off tonight with the Bengals and Ravens facing off on Thursday Night Football. But more importantly, Scott Gobranson of Silver and Black today. It is an Odyssey original podcast talking all things Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he joins us each and every Thursday at 1030. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for hopping in. And you know what? It's kind of crazy that a couple of weeks ago we had you on and the Raiders had just lost to the Lions. Uh, 26-14 was the final in that one. They dropped to 3-5 and five and we're going, hey, is it fire sale time? What does this look like in the future? All of a sudden, Josh McDaniels gets fired. Uh, Dave Ziegler gets fired. And Antonio Pierce is the head coach now. Jimmy Garoppolo gets benched. They've won two in a row. And now we're sitting here going, Raiders in the playoff hunt. This is great. <laughs> this is so much more fun to talk about it this way. Yeah, there's no, no doubt. I mean, listen, the, cha- the change has been good for them. Uh, and I think if you see what they looked like on the field, um, definitely better. I mean, look, they're making progress. You, you saw them turn to the rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, which mm-hmm. was well overdue with what was happening with the quarterback situation. And so, yeah, technically in the playoff race, uh, I wouldn't buy playoff tickets yet. But um, I do think that they they have turned a corner, which is important for these players. You know, you have to be able to see what you have to make the job either appealing to somebody from the outside or if Antonio Pierce somehow I think it's going to take he's going to have to go like six and three, five and four, something like that to be considered for the job, which will be tough with their schedule. So so they either have it lined up and they know who they want to keep and they want to uh, trade off or get rid of at the end of the season, or um, they they can at least find out, okay, what do we need to do in the draft? And and there's a lot of needs on this team. So, But clearly the atmosphere, the culture, all of that much better with Josh McDaniels, obviously one of the worst head coaches in the history of the NFL, uh, being let go. Yeah, he is. We can just keep saying that. Josh McDaniels is one of the worst head coaches in the history of the NFL. He is gone. Um, I, Scott, the thing that I keep watching is Josh Jacobs just looks like a different running back with uh, Josh McDaniels gone. And it's not just like he's running different, you know, play sets. Like, he just has more juice. And, and it makes you wonder, like, does this shift at all what what the future is for Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas? Because, I mean, this looked like his swan song there, and all of a sudden he's looking like a force and is there a way to save some of these guys, whether it's Josh Jacobs or it's you know the litany of players that they have that may have wanted out of there? Yeah, I I, th- I think it, it it's going to present an interesting uh, quandary for them because if you look at Josh Jacobs, no question he's playing differently. I did a story uh, about him up on SportsNot.com, and and we talked about you know he talked to Bo Jackson previous to the game last week. And Bo Jackson told him just, you know, I can't say it on the air here on the radio, but just basically run people over, right? And and it seemed to buoy him a little bit. He, he and, and the thing that is most important here, James, is the fact that Antonio Pierce and Bo Hardigree, the new offensive interim offensive coordinator, uh, pulled Jacobs aside after all this went down and said, hey, look, we want your input on what we do with you in the offense, right? So give us every game now. He gives them a sheet of paper and say, Here, here's things I think we should run, that I should run, plays for me. And they used it, and it's used, it's worked well. Now, the first half last, uh, last Sunday night against the Jets, they didn't go to him uh, 
per his plays. And he had a fine first half, not great. And then he blew up in the second half when they started using his plays again. So all of that said, it's hard though to overlook. And I say this because I, I love Josh Jacobs as a player. I mean, I love watching him and when he gets going, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, but you look at the stats of, of running backs after their fifth year, it falls off the table. And so do the Raiders want to invest in him long-term, even if he runs really well this year, it, it, it's going to be a business decision. It's going to be a really tough one for them. Talking with Scott Branson, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts. So you mentioned the Raiders' upcoming schedule, and it's not an easy one. They're at Miami <laughs> this week. Then they're home against Kansas City. Then they get a bye. Then it's home Minnesota with apparently Josh Dobbs, who's just the best quarterback in the league now. I guess that's a weird thing. Amazing. It's yeah. incredible. It's so much fun. Uh, then they get the Chargers. Um, with Justin Herbert, who is who everybody thinks Josh Dobbs is, and then they're at Kansas City, at Indy, and home Denver. What's what's a what's a record for you at the end of this season that you're looking at and you're going, you know what? That would be this is a successful season for the Raiders. Like what? What's the well, expectation I, moving forward for you? Yeah, I mean, look, I picked them to win seven at the beginning of the okay. season, right? So, so they're already at five. You're looking good. I yeah. So I think. <laughs> Look, I look at the I look at it this way. The next two games are tough, right? You said it, Miami, Kansas City. Um, if they can somehow, not saying they will, but if they can somehow take one of those, and I would say that the Kansas City game would be a better chance. I know that sounds crazy because they could never beat the Chiefs, but but if they can win one of those two games uh and ha- and go into their bye week at six and six. Then, you know, I can see I can see eight wins. I could see eight wins. Wow. Maybe nine if they really got lucky and got in, in good position to. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Minnesota, the Josh Dobbs story, absolutely. We're all excited about the Dobbs story because it's just such a good, good feel-good story. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if they can sustain that. And then sure. you look at the Chargers. You talk about the Chargers. Another candidate for worst head coach in history, which is Brandon Staley, okay? Because he's got <laughs> he's a defensive-minded sure. coach. He's and right he can't there. coach a defense. He can't get any stops. <laughs> no, Justin Herbert goes out and throws 950 yards, and the defense gives up a thousand. Right? So it's incredible. The Charger game, the Charger Raider games are always very close, no matter how good or bad either team is. So you can start to 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 look at a path at eight wins. I think if they get to eight wins, to me that would be a successful season with what they've gone through and what they've done, especially starting a rookie quarterback the rest of the way. Man. Yeah, Scott, I think it brings us to the question is at this point, is building the right culture just way more important than worrying about draft picks or or all that other stuff? Like right now, it's like try to build something, whether it's under Pierce for long term or if it's just for this season, but to get your franchise back out of the muck and heading in the right direction. So when you go into the offseason, you actually have some sort of identity that you're trying to build around. Is that do you think that that's way more important than than again just dropping a couple of games here accidentally uh, to good teams and and playing for uh, for draft picks? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. You said the key word there, which is identity. The Raiders did not have an identity, or they had an identity like their former coach, which is just blah. Okay, <laughs> so so they get Antonio Pierce, and man, he and inje- and look, everybody in Raider Nation loves Antonio Pierce. He's from Compton. He drives a 64 Impala. He listens to NWA. He grew up a Raider fan. So like he fits in with the culture. Like, so people love him. He's two and oh, who's not going to love him. Right. Sure. But long-term I, and look, I, 
hopefully the guy does well. If he goes six and three or if he whatever gets the job, great. But what he has done is he set the culture. Mm-hmm. And and I think that Mark Davis is watching that. And whether or not Antonio Pierce can t- continue to do that, because again, you it's easy when things are going well. And in this case, you're winning. But then, you know, you go down and you lose by 30 points to the Dolphins. We'll see how people react to it. I'm not saying yeah. they're gonna. I'm just saying <laughs> things change. But I do agree. I think the identity is there, that they found their identity, at least for now. And And the culture is big because someone came in and kind of, established a culture that was negative that was built upon uh things that obviously didn't get the most out of the players either so it is number one and look they're going to finish if they finish with seven or eight wins they're going to finish in the middle of the first round Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's going to be quarterbacks there's going to be good players there that they need defensive line they need help there so so I, i don't think they're going to sack it in and be like okay well you know what it's more important to worry about the draft picks than it is to establish this culture because you got players like max crosby Devontae adams we're on long-term deals. You need those guys to feel good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It feels like there's some decent building blocks there. Uh, last one for me, Scott. What happens now with Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> he carries the clipboard. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, not, not this season, but, but it, it, I don't, I don't know his exact contract structure. Is yeah. it something they can get out of next year, or are we looking at Jimmy Garoppolo the backup for the next two years? They're going to be on the hook for money for sure, but mm. they he he has an eleven point two five million dollar roster bonus. It's an injury bonus, right? So they, my guess is, and I I forgot the I think that's right after uh, the beginning of the NFL year. Mm. So my guess is that they will move on from him after this year. They'll just cut him, right? Okay. And they'll have to pay him a check. But but after that, that's not what they're going to do. And I would expect them. We'll see what Aiden O'Connell does the rest of the way. Aiden O'Connell's a fourth round draft pick. It's not like he's C.J. Stroud, right? So you're not counting on this guy to be the next great NFL quarterback or your franchise quarterback. Now, maybe he goes nuts over the tail end of the year here, and that's what he is. Or maybe we find out he's a developmental quarterback. He's a good dude to keep on your roster and see how he does. And in that case, then the Raiders need to go out and draft one, and they need to get a veteran to back him up, uh, back up whoever starts next year. So, so I think that's what they'll do. Is I think Jimmy Garoppolo is yeah a one and done in Las Vegas. Yikes, man, that's so tough. I hate that for our guy Jim. He got some money though. Yeah, good for him. He's gonna he's gonna get yeah. paid. He's doing all right. Uh, don't feel yes. bad for him super personally. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for for hopping on and and getting our Week Eleven NFL uh, discussion started as you do every single Thursday here. Uh, on the Insiders at 10.30. We, we really appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure, guys. You guys have a great weekend. See you, Scott. See you. Man, it's wild how different that conversation is versus, you know, last week or a couple weeks ago where it's like, yeah, you know, when's a fire sale? What's the culture like? Did you miss Who the window for a fire sale? Yeah. Like, Man. there's a lot of questions. Here's a question for you. Is uh, Josh McDaniels, is he the equivalent uh, in and NFL head coaching to uh, to John Fisher as a major league baseball owner. No, no, because I think Josh McDaniels is legitimately doing his best. I think he's just bad at it. Okay, I don't think John Fisher is doing his best. Josh Daniel, Josh McDaniels did not deliberately sink the Raiders to try and get a job elsewhere. He just sucks. Okay, John Fisher's bad. John John Fisher deliberately tanked the A's yeah yeah so all right yeah I- I'm with you they both suck they do they just suck for different reasons yeah yeah they are uh, they're not uh, good to be uh, around professional sports 
All right, Raiders at Dolphins this weekend. You can listen to that game right here on ESPN 1320. Um, I We got Ravens-Bengals tonight, the Niners home against the Bucks. We will dive into to all of that tomorrow. I want to get back to the Kings-Lakers matchup yeah. game domination. I was kind of – I don't want to say – because I'm no lo- I'm not I'm not surprised by the Kings anymore. Okay. Like, there's just nothing that they're going to do really that's going to shock me where I go, "Wow, you know what? This can because they just kind of looked last night like they did last year. And they looked the night before that like they did la- and the night before that. And it just seems that getting healthy, getting Darren Fox back, I think the win against the Cavs was big without Darren where they were good. It just it, they they're just kind of back now. For me, where I'm going to expect them, I expected them to win last night, especially that late playing on a back-to-back. There was a question about whether LeBron and AD were going to play. It's like I think they're going to win tonight, regardless of LeBron and AD playing. I think they're going to win. But for them to go out and just kind of, it, it was never. It was that was not a close game. It was never. It was. It wasn't. It's wire to wire. Yeah, again. That's, again, that, they've won four games now in a row, and three of them have been like that. That's crazy. Like, you're starting to get the feeling that this is a much, much better team than anyone expected. Like, they look like, I mean, they've got to do it for more than, what are we at? Or yeah, six so, and four, ten games. Ten games. Right? They've got to continue this path. Mm-hmm. But with De'Aaron Fox in the lineup, they look like one of those teams that each and every game, you have the feeling that they're going to win. And I, and I, I feel better about them again. All of this is couched in 10 games. Yeah. Let's revisit in 25. I'm not I'm not going to sit here today right now and go, yeah, I see no reason they can't give the Nuggets a run. Yeah. Or I see no reason they can't just go to the finals and and give the give the Celtics a run or whoever it's going to be. I maybe like that that if they're doing this at 25 games, what are they 6 and 4 right now? So that's 11 14 quick math 12 and 2. So if they're 18 and 6, nope. <laughs> Here we go. 15 games. <laughs> if they're 18 and 7 after 25 and it just kind of looks like this. I, like, oh why, yeah. Like dude, why, why not? Dude, I need to stop doing math on the on the fly here. That's your bag. I'm trying to get in your bag and that's that's not I, I can can't. see the numbers in my head so I've got, I just like, I've got nothing for you. I'm trying to talk. I've got a million other things. I'm fighting off my like ADHD to go over I don't I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but I'm fighting off the distraction to like want to talk about something else. And so I can't I definitely can't do math. But okay. if they're 18 and 7 after 25. Yeah, so even right now it's 6 and 4. Mm-hmm. And they lost De'Aaron Fox for five of those games, so mm-hmm. it's six and four. And the games that they lost De'Aaron Fox, where did they go? Uh, two and three. Is that what they did without yes. Fox? I believe they went two and three. They beat the Blazers and the Cavs without Fox, and they lost to the Warriors and then the Rockets twice. Okay, so uh, the Rockets, yeah. Okay, so at sixty, it's at it again six and four. That's a 60% win percentage. That puts him at 49 wins. And that's without De'Aaron Fox for half of those games. So, yeah, I mean, if they can stay reasonably healthy, I I still see them winning well above 50 games this year. I'm sorry. Fox came back against the Cavs. Is OKC. Is OKC. That they beat yeah, without yeah. De'Aaron. Well, that's My the other bad. thing. Thank like you, you beat to, uh, Sass. You beat or, 
legitimate Steven. teams. Like OKC is a legitimate team. Mm-hmm. The Cavs are a legitimate team. Like mm-hmm. that's a team that most people think will be in the top five or six of the Eastern I, Conference. I, I think I had them at number three in the East. Yeah. And I think I had OKC as number three in the West. Oh. Like, those are two good teams. Well, because I, mean, I proclaim them to be. OKC is still number five in the West. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still right there. And they've played, I, I mean. The, here's, here's the bigger deal to me. Mm. A team like the Cavs, okay, they are not in the in the grand scheme going to affect the Kings very much. They play them once more. Yep. And the only time they would see them in the playoffs is in the finals. So get, forget the Cavs like is it. But the fact that they took the thing the Cavs are built to do, the thing they are good at, and that's being long and defensive. They just and and you're supposed to not be able to score inside on them. They're mm-hmm. supposed to dominate the paint, and Demonis Sabonis just went in and, and and just kind of took over that game. Same thing with OKC. They're supposed to be bullies. They're big. They're supposed to push you around. They're going to score a ton, and they didn't do that to the Kings. The Lakers. Anthony Davis is supposed to be this defensive stalwart. You're not supposed to go for 19 and 12 in the first half when Anthony Davis is on the court. They're just taking all these things that these teams are supposed to be good at and bludgeoning them over the head with them. I totally agree. And the other thing I would add is if you look at the wins, like let's take the Portland win and and push it aside, right? Um, If you look at OKC, full strength. Mm -hmm. You look at Cleveland, full strength. Mm -hmm. You look at the Lakers, full strength. Mm -hmm. This isn't like you rolled in and beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George. Mm -hmm. Or it's not that Giannis Antetokounmpo decided to take the night off or Joel Embiid didn't play in that game against the Kings. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't question mark games. Mm-hmm. These are walking in and slapping somebody around. Yeah. Just like you're not even, like, the last couple of games, the last three games, they are dominant. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm down. I, I enjoy watching them take a leap and, like, say this is who we are. I, I love De'Aaron Fox chirping with fans. Mm-hmm. Like, go earn your respect. So, and here's the other thing is the the Lakers are on the back end of a back-to-back last night. Yep. But that usually shows up later in a game. The jump shots start coming up a little short in the third and fourth quarter. Oh, there's a mental lapse here and a and a turnover there and a missed defensive assignment here. And then over the course of the game, you kind of start to see the effects of that back-to-back kind of settle in. This was out the gate. The Kings were up 13 after the first quarter, and it felt like 20. And then they just kind of kept their foot on the gas. And honestly, the Lakers made made their little push there in the fourth quarter. And that's why that's why I'm not taking this as a oh, as a back-to-back. The Lakers punted this game. Like, now they needed this one, man. Yeah. Like, LeBron and AD could have very easily taken last night off. And well, they didn't. And LeBron played hard. Oh, yeah. And you do know that they're now 0-2 against the Kings on the year. Mm-hmm. This is a, a division rival. Mm-hmm. You're 0-2. Yeah. Like this, it's a like in the tiebreaker world, mm-hmm. you're even Steven with them at this point. Worst case scenario, if you drop two games to them, you still finish split. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's uh, like what we're seeing here is is some good stuff from the Kings. They, they're taking a leap and and like we don't know where they're going to go. Uh, but for right now, their trajectory isn't as a team that is fighting to get into the playoffs. It's as a team that is ready to make some noise. The question I have is I would like to know what changed because I don't think it's just, Oh, De'Aaron Fox came back and now everything's okay now because they were struggling a little bit 
even before De'Aaron Fox got hurt, and I know that was early in the year. And but I mean, Kevin Herter, for example, like he was always going to come around. He was not going to shoot twenty percent for the year. Yeah, he's just, he's he's way too good of a player to do that. But he's just been scorching hot lately, and now Keegan Murray's starting to get involved, and now you see Harrison Barnes. Is this just a? Is this literally just the effect of? Hey, De'Aaron Fox is back. That opens up just another another weapon for their offense, where it doesn't have to be Demonis Sabonis distributing, and now they're they're simply creating off of that because now you have De'Aaron who can create his own shot, who can collapse defenses by by getting in the paint. He can, you know, he he, he has a gravity that affects games in ways that not a lot of guys can. And that's opening everything up for everybody else. Or was it, is it just, Hey, whether De'Aaron was on the court or not, Kevin Herter shot was going to start falling. Okay. So I don't know what the answer is fully because, you know, it's really difficult to, to test everything. Mm -hmm. But, but I will tell you that what we're seeing from Fox is, have you noticed we haven't heard the term fourth quarter Fox? You haven't needed him. You haven't needed him, but also he's still scoring 30 a game. Mm-hmm. So that means that fourth quarter Fox is now distributing his stat line over a 48-minute stretch, not saving it for the last 8 to 10 minutes of a game. One of six in the fourth quarter last night. Are you worried about De'Aaron Fox? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think it's something to point out that the identity of this Kings team last year was, number one, a great offensive team. Number two, uh, you know, like players ascending and becoming all NBA players. But number three was your clutch player of the year mm-hmm. was De'Aaron Fox. Like number one, you haven't needed the clutch. Number two, he hasn't like he missed five games. So, but we're not having to rely on that being the only thing the Kings can do in the fourth quarter. They're now a lot more versatile. And I expect that there's going to be a stretch where De'Aaron Fox is incredible in the fourth quarter yeah. and they will need him. But for right now, like sharing is caring. Everybody's getting a touch. I thought it was interesting to see Mike Brown really, really rely heavily on his on his starters. Yeah. Thirty eight minutes for everybody except for Keegan, who got kicked in the belly. Which I that was weird. They, they should have reviewed that. I don't. I don't understand why. Odd play. I don't really know why play. Mike Brown didn't like replay that. Um, your kid got ran over. I I almost wonder if there was an issue that they needed to make sure he was okay and like they pulled him out of the game right then. Yeah. Because if you get hurt on a play and you can't, like there's potential for you, if you were going to shoot free throws, you you can't come back in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know that he was going to shoot free throws, but I'm just saying like I, I would probably need to look at the situation more. Yeah. Because if you review it and then he can't play and he's in the locker room, and someone right. else has to step in and shoot he's for him. He's done for the night. He's done for the night. So, uh, yeah, interesting. That uh, was why That was why in the 2019 finals when Clay tore his ACL, he came out to shoot the free throws. So in case his ACL wasn't torn, he could come back into the game. Yeah, it was wild. So th- I, I, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense that if that's why. Yeah, I don't know where the Kings were at at that point yeah. because it's possible the Lakers were in the penalty. I, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. But, uh, but either way. Yeah, I think it's it's um, like the Kings are on a new path. They're not on the same path they were last year because you remember last year they kept getting to four games over 500 and they mm-hmm. couldn't get to five games. Every time they got to four, they'd lose one or two and then they'd have to start over and rebuild trying to get back to four to five games over 500. Right. And then once they, they finally broke that number, then they started to ascend, right? Mm-hmm. But as of right now, like that doesn't feel like what we're waiting for. 
Yeah, this it's is, just kind of like, oh, they're just this is the team. Yeah, this good. is yeah, they're just a, <laughs> they are just, good. They they're coming out of the shoot like we're a good team. Yeah, we had a weird hiccup against the Houston Rockets and and Houston might also just be good. Yeah, well, but that was also a weird hiccup. You shouldn't be getting smoked by the Rockets. Twice. I'd even say like Houston might not be good overall, but. Early in the season, Houston might be way better than you thought. Yes. And when you showed up, you didn't plan on them being that good. Yes. And then the second time you thought, well, there's no way they're going to be that good again. And then yeah. they did it again. Yeah. So, and sometimes, yeah. dude, you're just going to have bad games sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes bad stretch. You're just gonna have a, sometimes you're just going to have an off night. Uh, can I just, I, I'm, I'm glad I waited to do this because I wanted to spend less than a minute on it. Okay. One time, just I'm going to do, do a Kenny right now. One time. For nearly 39-year-old LeBron James. <laughs> little triple dub. No big deal. Dude, he's incredible. He's unbelievable. I just want to appreciate the fact that we're around for for one of the... I don't care where you want to rank him. He is one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah, I like... Even though... Uh, like Just I, ridiculous. I don't love watching him destroy like the Sacramento Kings every time just because it's always like it's such super a... super annoying. It's he such a downer for the team and everything. Yeah. But uh, like to be in the locker room when he won a championship mm-hmm. in Golden State, yeah, like that was that was crazy when he won the first Just championship in Cleveland. The NBA history that that that's that game seven is going to go down like as one of the great games in NBA history, and you got to be there. That's so yeah. Sick. I mean, we that's can so debate cool. like where he is like all time. I have him at number three. I won't. I will not be debating. That. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I have him at like number three. But either way. Like to be able to watch like the third greatest player in my book of all time play basketball on a yeah. regular basis. That's that's pretty outstanding. Really, really cool. Yeah, and the fact that um, you know he goes for a triple double last night with four steals on fifteen shots. By the way, twenty eight points on fifteen shots. It's right? crazy. Incredible player. All right, um, not as incredible as the Kings though. That's what we're getting into next. Uh, the Kings beat the Lakers pretty soundly. And we will continue discussing that. We'll also take a look around the NBA because apparently the Lakers have an answer and are going to catch the Kings by acquiring this player. We'll tell you who it is next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 